May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing to you, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. As I have shared with some of you, I grew up in Chattanooga, Tennessee, in an apartment in the boys' dorm at the Baylor School, the 7th through 12th grade prep school where my father taught history and where my mother and father served as dorm parents. During the summer, the beautiful 700-acre campus that ran along the edge of the Tennessee River was left to a few faculty families of children who were set free every day to play and explore together. Some of that exploration led us to the woods far away from the main part of campus or to the spot by the river that we named Rainbow's Bend, where we climbed down the bank to skip rocks. But most of our exploration was in the heart of the campus where our apartments were. For years of playing hide and seek, I knew every inch of that place. My favorite spot to hide being the tree cave, a line of bushes at the corner of the main academic building that created a hollowed-out space big enough for a child to comfortably fit without being seen. Sometimes my father would open up Barks Hall, four floors of classroom hallways for us to play tag in. During the school year, Baylor's dining hall became my family's dining room where we ate every evening meal with students who also visited with us in our apartment or in my dad's classroom down the hall. So in sixth grade, when my 50 classmates and I were about to graduate from elementary school and move up to one of the three prep schools in town, I was in a unique position. Unlike my classmates, I wasn't awaiting acceptance letters from the schools in order to make a decision about which one I wanted to attend, I already knew where I was going. I was going home, to the Baylor School, to the place that was and continued to be my childhood and adolescent home. Even as I transitioned from elementary school to junior high, from the familiar to the unfamiliar, I was excited by and comforted by the fact that I knew where I was going. I knew that although I was in a time of transition, I was also already at home. As the school year comes to an end, we are in a season of transitions. Last week, we heard a beautiful sermon from high school senior Catherine Heckler, who reflected on the first half of John 14. Jesus' farewell speech to his disciples that continues into our gospel reading today. Catherine turned our attention to Jesus' opening words, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? Catherine shared how God had made all saints a dwelling place, a home for her, and that she had confidence that God was preparing a home for her in college as well. Most importantly, Catherine said, 
Whether she is living here or there, she knows that she will always be at home because she found her home in God. Today is Move Up Sunday, where the third graders move up to Club 45 and the fifth graders move up to the youth program in the attic. Like Catherine, you all can be confident that here in God's house, there are many rooms, many places for you to find your home. You can be confident that your home is here at All Saints, whether in third grade or fourth grade, whether in fifth grade or sixth grade. Even more, you can be confident that God is your dwelling place. God is your home wherever you are. I am guessing that this is an encouragement that all of us need to hear. So much of our lives are times of transition. We go to college or graduate school, we graduate, we get a new job or lose a job, we change careers or retire, we marry or divorce, we buy a house, or sell a precious family home. We become parents or struggle to become parents. We accompany children or our parents through transitions that become our own. We get a diagnosis or become a caretaker. We grieve a great loss or are surprised by the joy of a new relationship. No matter the change in our lives, be it the ones worthy of joy that we celebrate today or the challenges we wish we never had to face, the good news proclaimed in John's Gospel is this. No matter the shifting ground under our feet, God is our rock, our strong fortress, our home. God abides in you, and you abide God. In Jesus' farewell speech that we read last week and that continues into this week, Jesus is preparing his disciples for their own Move Up Sunday, for a transition that is about to happen in their walk of faith. He is about to go to the cross and then once risen, will ascend to the Father in heaven. He begins his speech by encouraging them. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. The disciples are troubled because Jesus is telling them that he's about to leave them, that they will no longer be in his physical presence. In Jesus' absence, the disciples want to know how to get to the Father, how to be in the presence of God once Jesus is gone. Show us the way to the Father, and that would be enough, Philip says to Jesus. And Jesus responds, if you found a home in me, you've already found a home in the Father. The disciples are about to undergo a significant change. They have experienced the presence of God in a particular way, in Jesus, a flesh and blood human being. And now, in today's reading, Jesus tells them that they will experience the presence of God in a new way, through the Holy Spirit, whom God will send after Jesus goes to the Father. The Holy Spirit will be God's presence among them, and the Spirit will be as tangible 
tangible, as near as Jesus in the flesh had been. Jesus tells them that the Spirit will abide with them and will be in them. The Holy Spirit will make a home in them, and they will find their home in the Spirit. Even more amazingly, Jesus tells the disciples that they are not only about to undergo a significant change, but also, in their case, that this change is an improvement for their life of faith. They are moving up, they are growing, and are about to be in an even better position than they were before. Because when they receive the Holy Spirit, they will do even greater works than they did in the presence of Jesus. Just as Jesus promises the Holy Spirit to those disciples, he promises us that we too have been given God's Spirit who abides with us and lives in us. And Jesus tells us that we feel God's presence most fully when we keep his commandment to love one another. One way we love each other is by marking the changes in our lives with a ritual, like the moving up ceremony we're about to have. Through rituals, be it a marriage ceremony or a burial rite, we tell one another that we support each other in our times of transition, that we are not alone in our joy or sorrow. As a faith community, we are called to surround each other in these times of change. But the temptation is to keep the changes we are experiencing to ourselves, to hide them and not let others know. We are called to cultivate a community of vulnerability and love, a community that supports these children and youth as they grow, a community in which each of us are supported by one another as we need to travel through all the milestones and stages of life. And when we do this one thing, love one another in concrete ways, we won't have to worry like Philip that we can't find our way to the Father, because as we actively love one another, we'll recognize that we are all ready. Amen. Amen.